You're like, I don't fucking know. What the fuck? I got eczema. I got eczema. <laughs> you got eczema? That's, that's what came out of that. I got eczema. I got eczema. Oh my Stump god. My growth. My eczema. Oh my god. What's up, my making sense of adulties? <laughs> How do you like that one? I still like baby dolts. Baby dolts? Baby dolts. All right, I guess we'll, we'll have to vote on that all over again. Uh, it's what? your boy, Rodney, with my friends, Junie Reto and Corny Primo. Hey, guys. What, what, what is going on? What up, what up, what up? Back again, episode seven, I believe. Wow. Episode seven. seven. Wow. wow we're, Lucky number seven. We are making moves, y'all. We are making moves. Does does somebody else want to announce what we did, our, our milestone? Junie, how about you take the floor? What did we do accomplish? We hit just 1K. Two weeks? 1K Less than two weeks. In less than two weeks. Wow. Wow. We just all know wow. it's because of me. It's literally because <laughs> of Courtney. <laughs> it's Courtney and her courtisms. Courtisms. Her courtisms. Junie's mom gave Courtney the name of courtisms for how much crazy shit she says. Okay. And I don't think it's that crazy. Oh, it's, oh, it's a crazy. lot of crazy. They're oh, I'm crazy. I know crazy. I'm crazy. But yeah, 1K, guys, that's amazing. Thank you guys for all your support. Keep following the podcast. Tell all your friends to follow us on Instagram. We're at 194 followers. We're trying to get to 200 by the end of the month. I think we can do it. We can pull Easily. it off. We can do Six it. Six more people. Six more people. Let's get us there. 200. Let's get some milestones out of the way. But let's get down to the nits and grits. Today's episode, write your own success story. That's a... I think this one was fan voted. So this episode has nothing to do with any of us picking it. I've had, I think, I would say, no cap, no bull crap. Seven people tell us to talk about success stories. And you want to know something else, too? It wasn't just young people yeah. that were asking for this. This is something that can be applicable to almost anybody at any age in any stage of their life, 100%. I think. I agree. Because yeah, ad- adults are still, you, you can be an adult and still trying to figure out your success story. It takes time. For sure. Because the your success depends on you. It's it's about your outlook, Yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I 100% agree. But I'm not going to lie. Like, when you told me that we were doing this topic, I kind of sat there like a little dumb puppy. And I was like, uh, how can I help someone strive for success? Because, like, I am not successful right but now. But see, that's... Exactly. That's perfect. But because you're writing your own success story because it takes time. You know, it, it, you work at your own pace. It's not about, you know, what we what really happens here is that we get stuck at looking at people who are already there. And that's what we compare ourselves to sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you're hitting it hard. You're doing what you got to do. And, you know, you're getting things done. But you still have that doubt one day that you're not doing enough to get to where those people are right now. And that's what writing your own success story comes from is because you have to write your own story. It's not about what you see other people doing. It's not about how, you know, famous or popular your friends are. It's about your pace and what you need to do to get successful. And and wholeheartedly, I think so. I know people that are already working jobs that are making, you know, anywhere from fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year out of college. Yeah. And some of those people just aren't aren't happy people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And some of those people are constantly working their ass off, don't have much of a social life, don't get to really talk to their friends. So in a sense, 
being at a place of success, I feel like is being a place of happiness. I think you can be a janitor of a school and be the happiest person in the world. And I think a CEO of a company can be the most miserable person in the world. Success is all about your happiness, where you want to be and how you apply that to your daily life. That's facts. I, I think that is so right. And like, I think a lot of people look at success in terms of material things or how much money you have or just really like material items or money. And that is not what success is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. That shows that you did a lot of great things in your life and that's the reward for it. But I think if you root your idea of success in tangible things, you're not going to be happy. Success is an attitude. It's completely an attitude. I yeah. think our demographic our age group right now i think 20 to 30s is the biggest time that you stress success yes and i think it's hard you know sometimes where you know you question yourself and and that's normal and and that's why i want people to know that stressing your future is normal it's okay you're human okay everybody's gonna everybody's going to stress their future but i keep going back to the title you have to write your own success story it's it's really not about what everybody else is doing and it's so hard when you're surrounded by social media which is showing you all the crazy fun stuff people is doing and even we even we get it like sometimes with with our radio people look at us like when do you guys ever work because a lot of our events are fun and i'm only showing you the fun stuff but you're not seeing when i'm sitting outside of walmart for four hours with a box trying to get people to sign up up for tickets to fucking chris stapleton you know they're, they're not seeing that side because that's, i'm not showing them that side you know but that's writing my success story. I have to go through the bottom tier things to get to the top. And it's going to work at my own pace. And that's what some people just have to get back and realize that it takes time. Yeah. I think right now, you know, at our age, it's a good thing to look at the process, right? Instead of seeing like, oh, I'm going to set this huge ass goal for myself and try to get there. And if I'm not doing everything in my power to get there, I'm going to be upset about it. No, you need to look at the small wins, right? Yeah, sure. You could be sitting outside of Walmart and doing that and not enjoying it. And you're not showing people that, but you say you get one person to sign up. That's a success of your day, you know? And so I think at our age, it's really hard to get caught up in the fact that why the fuck am I doing this? And you don't see the bigger picture. It's like everything you do matters. And I think you have complete control of that. And in terms of the process, make mistakes, right? Like, if you don't make mistakes, you're not going to grow and learn from them and be better. So I think it is okay to make mistakes and take that with a grain of salt. And I think that's one of my favorite quotes is you have to be comfortable with failing. I said that in the other episode. you got to be comfortable with failing. And I think that really defines you and your success story is when you're capable and okay with failing and and not, you know, getting down on yourself for it. You know, it, it's going to take time. And it's a process and you're going to fail. If you just go into everything thinking that it's going to hit perfectly and everything's going to work out fine, you're never going to, you're never going to succeed ever. And I think that for me, this is honestly a really good timely episode for me because this year has been so hard for a lot of people. And for me, especially because I mean, for a time this year, like I felt like a failure and I was really down on myself because I had done all this work and graduated college And then to just have to be thrown and have to go back home and work a part-time job. But now being here in Nashville the last couple months, I've taken my situation and I've moved it from being at home to now I'm in a new city, new job. I'm like working my way up. I just got my first break kind of in radio Mm -hmm. and now things are starting to kind of flow in. And now that I like, 
I'm doing all this stuff on my own, I feel that success. And I'm honestly right now Tell them about your the happiest break. I've what the been. Hell? Be a, be a, show that shit off. What did you just do? Let this, them know. Uh, so this, Let them know. So, no, so this Great morning. Great success. Let them know. Jimmy. So no, this morning I got to produce uh, the morning show at 104.5 The Zone. And so I'm going to be starting to learn to do that. And it, it was it was so much fun. We had a lot of guests. We had a Titans player on. We had a, a former Titans coach, play-by-play guy. And then also the host, he's a former Pittsburgh Steeler, which, I mean, for me, being a big Look fan, that, that was so dope. So, I mean, yeah, it's like a week ago I wasn't doing any of that. And now I'm literally working on the biggest morning show for sports radio in Nashville. And it just shows how things can change. Yeah, and I'm proud of you for that. But the hustle to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's it's you the grit. You have to hustle, and it's gr- it's grit. Literally, you have to have grit. When I got my job, they focused so hard on grit, and I think with success, you have to just try hard at whatever you're doing, and it'll come. It might not come overnight, or it might not come in a year, but you just you keep going. And so, I think the hustle is how you. It's so worth the reward, right? Like you're lucky enough to already be getting there. Some people, it takes years and years and years. Yes. So. That's another thing. You can't ever give up because yeah. if you give up, that's when you fail. But if you fail, you get back up because if you're not comfortable with failing, like Rodney said, you will never get to where you want to go. You're not going to make it in this world. The grind is everything. And that leads me to networking. Networking is the most, is your biggest job on the face of this earth. Quote networking. My, quote my Uncle Tommy, man. Net, you got you to love him. It's not, about, it's not about what you know. It's about who. It's about who Dude, you know, you don't know, understand man. that until you really start getting into that that adulting stage. And when you get, when, especially getting out of college, man, it's not about your talent. It's so not about your talent. It's about who you know. And I learned that in Nashville when I moved down here. It was all about, you know, what connections I can make and how I can, you know, go bother somebody. And it, it, it's helping me get to where I need to be. And everything is such networking, regardless of what job field you're going into. Networking and how social and just being sociable and being out there is what's going to help you so, so much, even if you're not the most talented person. And I think a lot of this ties in with being fearless. When you have a goal and you have something set in mind, you need to do whatever it takes to reach that goal. Yeah. And so whether it's a connection, you know, going up and introducing yourself to somebody who you're not comfortable doing so, that's going to change your outlook on somebody. For me, like going to, uh, you know, radio conferences and stuff, introducing myself to CEOs and big uh, media members, that's how you make connections and they remember you. And without those connections, we wouldn't get where we want to be. Yeah, let's make a real world example here, Jenny. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift it over here for a second because you weren't always grinding like that. When I invited you to the radio party in December, we were at the bar and you were telling me about how much you didn't grind as much as you did until you met me. Yeah. And that's, no. that's so important because a lot of people don't understand that. You know, they think that, you know, some things that they're doing aren't enough, but you had the drive. You just you just saw somebody did, else had a fatter drive, and you were like, "Wait a second. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what it took, and wholeheartedly, I did not know what it took until I met Rodney, because I had everything going for me. I had the talent. I had I have all I had all that stuff going for me. I had a good school. I had a good program. But when I saw you and what you were doing and who you were meeting and how you were contacting them and all the research you were doing and the amount of people you were emailing, and I was like, "Dude, this guy." is insane. And I think in order for you to get to where you want to be, you have to be insane. You have to say, this is my goal. And no matter how many times I fail, I'm going to get back up. And no matter how many times somebody doesn't respond to me, I'm going to keep hitting them up. So I agree with you completely. I kind of put down here, like 
you have to have positive self-talk. You have to talk to yourself, right? You live out the words that you say to yourself in your head. For sure. So if you're being down and negative, you're going to live like that. So you need to cut that shit out and actually just be positive. And like, even if your situation is not where you want it to be right now, if you talk to yourself positively, you will see a brighter outcome. Yep. You, It's just, it's just the truth. And I know that's like people... Oh my gosh, I hear that all the time, but it is fucking true. So it just so try true. it. You how know? how is somebody gonna have the confidence in you when you don't have the confidence in yourself? Yeah. You have to believe in yourself. You have to know that you have to strategize on how to get somewhere. You have to you have to see from where you are now, you have to see where you wanna be. And you have to figure out what do what do I do to get there? And whatever it takes. You have to do that, and you have to have that mentality. And it is also normal for you to doubt yourself. Like, I'm, we're not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Like, there isn't going to be times that you're going to doubt that you're not going to doubt yourself. But when you do doubt yourself, don't go all in and doubting yourself. You know, if you're going to doubt yourself, have that in the back of your head for a second, and then maybe a few days later, remember who the fuck you are. Like, what the hell? If you're grinding, your grind is your grind. I've been told so many times that, you know, you look like you got it all figured out. No, the no. hell I do not. Okay, but I'm not going to show you that. I'm going to show you my grind. My teacher in college, let me say this for a second. My teacher in college told me I would never make it in country radio. And that's something that I hold on to in the back of my head till I get there. Yeah. And it's not, oh, if I get there in country radio, it's when I get there. My teacher literally told me, uh, are you sure you're trying to go into a genre that you may not even fit in? Like what the fuck? Wow. And and yeah. you know and you know what you know you don't argue with people like that. You say, oh, okay. Like, I'm I'm glad you feel that way. You don't you don't argue with people Dude, like that. And then what you do? And what do you do? You go fucking do the damn thing. It's no. Always gonna have some doubt. Like you you use that and you turn it as a motivator, yeah. right? And so for me, I know I do a little bit different than a job than what you guys do, right? You guys do radio and that's great. But like I do more of a corporate job, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like I have to find what gets me out of the bed in, mor in the morning and makes me want to work my ass off. Yeah. You have to have that motivator. And for you, that might have been your motivator, right? Everybody has something. They just need, you should dig in deep inside of you and try to find it because that will push you to your success. Yeah. And Going off that though, look, let's elaborate off of that. The fact that you didn't know what you wanted to do is also very relatable to a lot of people out there because you, you may not know what you want to do, but you're still writing your own success story by going into something that is going to, it's a chess game. Like you're moving across the board strategically. It may not be what you wanted to do, but you're strategically doing something in a big, crazy expensive city. This isn't no fucking Illinois, okay? We're not in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Okay. You, okay. Are, <laughs> you are in Nashville and that's one of the most expensive cities and you're doing the damn thing. And you up and just moved out of Texas and you did that. You're writing your own success story. And I, I think this is also another good point because when we're talking about success, we've primarily talked about jobs. And I don't think that jobs necessarily is the only thing that has to do with success. I, I know there's some people out there that they just want a happy family. Yeah. Like, and they want to have a, a happy marriage, you know, some happy kids, happy, you know, just a happy life in general. And that's some people's form of success. And so I think that just with whatever you do, whether it's your job, whether it's your life, whether it's your friends, your family, always try and set goals for yourself. Always try and like, kind of like what, what we talked about in the grass is greener. Water your grass. 
like Rodney said, water your grass, make your situation better, and you will be more successful. Yeah, I think we have kind of been talking about jobs just because that's relevant in our life right now, right? And yeah. I think when, as soon as, you know, even if you don't go to college, like you, you go to work. And so that is something we really look at. But I think in terms of defining success, every person defines it different and you got to define it for yourself. And for me, I kind of defined it as like, I look to find success in the little things that help me grow into becoming the person I want to be Okay. in any way, like all around the person that I want to be like an idol. And I don't know, have you guys seen that Matthew McConaughey speech before where he, somebody asked him, who's your hero? Mm-hmm. And oh, he yeah, said, yeah, 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 I did yeah. see that. Yes, he yeah. said me in 10 years. And then the guy came back when he was 25 years old and said, are you your hero yet? He said, no, get back to me in 10 years. Cause I'm still going to where I want to be. Yeah. But he said, I will be my hero, and he keeps growing. And I think that's great. And you should be your hero. Like, the person I want to be, I will be someday. Yes. No, I've never I've and never heard that, but I, I, I love that. That's I facts. love that mentality. That's yes. facts. But I think it's just in terms of, and as a whole, as a person, success does not have to be measured by the tangibles. It. It could be your happiness, your relationships. You know, you paid you paid off that car, you paid off your house. You're in a happy relationship. You have healthy kids. That is success. Now, speaking of speaking of relationships here, um, and this is this is going to go and tie in a little bit with some previous things we've talked about a bit. But what what about those people that don't necessarily have the support system around them when it comes to their life and what? Uh, you know, that, you know, what they want to do. What if they don't have somebody in their corner to tell them that, hey, you're doing a good job or, or hey, like you're on the right track. What about those people that are all always in their head and it comes can't down to have anybody to get them out of that? Personal confidence, bro. The, your, your biggest supporter is yourself. And I mean, it's hard um, when you don't have people in your corner. And I would say for me, I didn't always have people in my corner. I was bullied back in middle school, you know? Like, I was still trying to pave my way on who the fuck I'm going to be. And, you know, I had a I had a title as this, you know, just get, little gay theater kid who was short and stuff like that. And, you know, like, over time, like, I just start doubt myself, doubt myself, doubt myself. But then I kept telling myself, like, you're going to be something. You're, you're going to be something no matter how other people see you. And going through high school, I was still getting bullied a little bit. I was still that theater kid that doesn't know what he's going to do. I'm still paving my way. But as junior year started to come and senior year started to come, I started to tell myself, remember who the fuck you are, no matter what people are going to tell you. Word. And I transitioned from being the bottom tier to, whoa, this dude is an image and being confident we're where he wants to be. Yeah. And I think to your point, it's really important for people to not let the outside forces kind yeah. of boggle them. Like, you are the only person that writes your story, right? Not your mom, not your dad, not your neighbor, not your friends. You write your story. So even if those people aren't cheering you on, screw that. Facts. Facts. And you write your own damn story because that's going to be the best story for you and you will end up Facts. in a better place. 100%. I think that's a great message because we do have people out there that, you know, for us, we I feel like we have decent support systems around yeah. all of us. And I just think that people who don't have that need to hear what you all just said. Yeah. Because I mean, it's hard. Like I don't, cause for me personally, without my support system, I don't know if I could be where, you know, I am right now without, without Rodney, without my parents, without uh, my friends that are constantly like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm li- listening to your work. I'm listening to your podcast. Like I'm, I'm seeing like what you're doing. Like, it's awesome. Like I'm proud of you. Like, I don't know if, necessarily i would be strong enough yep. to do that with you know without that support cast. so that's awesome that you all shared that 
um, and, and for those people out there that don't have the support system around them. I also think for people out there, you know, that don't, if you feel like you don't, um, you know, try to network, get connected, but also remember to celebrate the small things. Oh. Those small mental wins, that's what I call them. You know, every day if I make someone smile, that's a mental win. That's success, right? Yeah. Um, if I work out, that's a mental win. That's a success. That's going to help me get to where I want to go. Yeah. Celebrate those mental wins and be proud of yourself. I think a lot of times we forget to take a step back and be like, damn, I did that and I'm proud that I did that. Yeah. Even though it's not a big deal. I still did it. I got out of bed and I fucking did it. And you're writing, it's writing your own success story. And it kind of going off that since now I know that my bosses for radio actually listen to this. Uh, my my boss, Tyler Reese, actually told me um, when he when he first let me go on radio. So I came from a school that didn't have a radio station. So I had, my grind was a little bit different. I wanted to be in radio and I didn't know how. So I was going to grind until I got there. Um, and the first day he texted me, he called or texted me and said, hey, I want you to do six to seven in the morning. That's 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 nothing to everybody else, you know. It's not. It's on the radio. It's six o'clock in the morning when nobody's really up. But when he called me and told me that, I cried. And he asked me, "What the hell are you crying for?" I said, "Dude, you don't understand that I came from a school that didn't have radio. I did this all on my own. I went to two institutions for radio because I wanted to make my own success story. Being on the radio for six to seven in the morning when nobody's listening, I don't give a damn. I'm doing something, you know. Yeah. I'm paving my way into where I want to be. And since then, you know, I'm getting better. You know, I have bigger goals, but it's going to take time. And that's what everybody needs to understand, that you're going to write your own success story, and it's going to work at your own pace. you got to remember that just because other people around you may be the same age and doing way better than you, that does not make them better than you. Literally does not make them better than you. Your shit takes time, period. Whether that be a job, whether it be a relationship, whether that be losing weight, gaining weight, going to the gym, anything in that instance, that shit takes time, period. Yeah, I agree. And I know that you guys kind of, you both know exactly where you want to go with your life. You both have that big goal. And I think it is so important to have that big goal. But like for me, I'm still like, what the fuck do I want to do? Yeah. Am I loving my job? Am I hating my job? Do I want to do this forever? And I think a lot of people our age can be stuck in that, that funk, same mindset. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it can be like what word am i looking for Tough, here? It, it can be it can be scary because you think that you're not moving forward you're not you think that you're right. yep. running on a treadmill you're stuck in place yep. right and that can and be frustrating sometimes that can be a scary place that yeah. can be a scary fucking place and you feel like well where do i go next what can i do to get better and i think everything we have said is like if you network if you um, have a positive mindset. If you celebrate the small wins, then you will fucking figure it out. Yes, and so on my day to day, I got to remind myself that yeah. I, I personally have to wake up and be like, all right, I know that like you might feel stagnant or you might not know where you want to go, but you will fucking figure it out if you keep working on it. And I think going off that though, but also being versatile and adaptable because you're on a podcast that you never know what could go anywhere. You know, and your 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 thing was you said you were, you know, sales corporate side, but you took on a podcast and that's something that's way out of your, you know, what you even thought you'd be doing. So you've also got to be adaptable and versatile when it comes to making your own success story. Like, don't knock anything down ever. I'm so glad I didn't, because if you would have asked me three months ago, if I would ever be on a podcast, I would look at you and say, wait me like have you have you met me like you know so i'm so happy i took this chance i love you guys and i love doing this but i think that's a good that's a good thing too. take the chances 
Yeah. And I also think that in order to not stay in that rut like you were talking about, not staying in the same place, I think another big aspect to your success story, and it, it can be anything, is to set goals for yourself. Constantly be setting goals, whether they're big goals down the future or small goals like during the day, during the, during the week, getting things done. It's all about constantly looking for improvement and improving yourself and trying to find that best version of yourself. And I feel like if you are a goal-oriented person, you're constantly striving for that, yep. next, yep. that next come up, then you are... Even even if you aren't in the place where some of your friends are, you are on the right track, and you need to know you're on the right track. Yep. Um. So I kind of going off of that a little bit. I was digging deep into the internet because I was like, "What the fuck am I going to talk about with success?" Mm-hmm. Like, because I personally, like I said earlier, celebrate the little things because I have not hit anything big yet. Right. Yep. Sure, I got my first job, and all the, those are huge successes, but. The day-to-day successes is what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. And so I found this quote, and I fucking love it. It says, success is a peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you made the effort to do your best to become the best that you're capable of becoming. So I don't know if you caught that, but it's it's just saying it's literally all in your head. And if you're trying hard to reach whatever is in your head, then you will be happy and you will be capable of doing it. I like that. And even the little things, it's like, Put that effort into that relationship. Put that effort into the friendship. Yeah. And you're going to be happy. And I think success is happiness. Going off of that, you said friendships. I think that's another humongous thing when it comes to making your own success story. The people that you're around play so much of an importance that you won't even really understand until you've been around each other for so long. Sim- okay, so like similar to how me and Junie met. Me and Junie have a crazy fucking ridiculous story about how we met and where we are right now. People would think that we've known each other since kindergarten because the way that we met and how much of an example of networking and just be- and never turning anything down, it's just a perfect example of making your own success story. But I went to a radio institution in Kentucky with Junie. Um, we've never met each other before. Just met him there. My car broke down. My transmission went out. And I had to, you know, Kentucky's about an hour from Nashville. And I had no way of getting down here to get this radio job. I I literally traveled over from Kansas to Kentucky to search for a radio job. And now I was so close. And I slowly started to see my dream fade away. Mm. And then here comes Junie, who drives me down to Nashville. I've never met this guy before. Drives me down to Nashville. Helps me to go to this interview. post like, no, 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 no. We we were in the same class, and like the the class knew that I had a job interview because the teacher said so. And, and I went up to him and I told him I was like, "Listen, dude, I know you drove all the way out here. I know what you're going through. I was like, let me help you out." And I skipped that day of the institute in order to take and him down took me down interview. to get this interview. Wow. Got the job. Got the job. And but here and then it gets it gets worse though because like oh it gets worse. I, yeah no I have two I have, so I have two days to you know make this. Makes sense. So, like, I came down to Nashville. Okay, I got the job. Where the hell am I going to live? You know, like, I'm like, yeah. okay, whoa, what, like, oh, Rodney, you're hired. When can you start? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm still in Kentucky. No car. Transmission's out. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? This dude, hey, stay on my couch. Stay on my couch. I was sleeping in my car for at least two to three days, make, trying to make this dream come true. My parents called me and said, I think you need to come back to Texas. You have no car. We don't know what you're going to do. You can't live anywhere. I said, no. I said, I'll figure it out. Good for you. I said, I'm going to figure it out. I slept in my car for at least two to three days until Junie gave me a couch to sleep on. Made that, made that happen. And I think I couldn't, I couldn't thank him more 
you know? And I, I'm thinking, like, how the hell am I going to repay this guy? How am I going to, what am I going to do? Months later, this dude's now in Nashville. This dude's now working on a sports station, going closer towards his dream, and his dream. And he's also working at Cheesecake with me to make money in the time being. Just me meeting him turned into a lifelong friend because he helped me, and now I just helped him get down to Nashville, and now he's doing the damn thing. Producing on a fucking show that he was only been... He's only been here for a month. Yeah. A month. And y'all, now he's already producing a sports y'all show. Y'all are freaking killing it, and I'm so proud of you That's guys. insane. You know, like, it's your friends are so important, and you can't do it alone. I don't need anybody. I don't, uh, I don't need people to support me. I don't need friends. Like, if they don't like me, then fuck them. No. You need people around you that are going to boost you the hell up. You need friends around you who are going to be nice. You need people that are going to support you, boost you up. You need fucking friends, dude. I agree with that 100%, but I'm going to talk a little bit to the people that feel like they don't have people in their corner, like we talked about earlier. You can still get somewhere, but it is always nice to have people. But you, it's not like you were looking for Junie, so like, just don't be to yourself and get out there and meet people that will, that will boost you in the direction you want to go. This yeah. is really touching on our friend episode completely, but... It's true. People help you a lot, but even if you feel like nobody's out there cheering for you, somebody out there fucking will. Yeah. You know? You always have a support system. You just got to find it. It, and, t- it takes time. And honestly, and, and I can relate to that wholeheartedly. You know, for me, I've always kind of struggled to find friends who actually are going to support me 100%. Like, you're going to have friends that you, you know, you want to go out and hang out with and do that stuff with, but real friends who support you that's when you know who your real friends are. When you're going out and doing stuff and people are reaching out to you and they're congratulating you and they're looking at you, that's the real people that, that you know, you need to have in your corner. Yeah. And for Rodney and I, yes, I helped Rodney, but then he literally turned right around and, and helped, helped me and helped me. So yes, it is important, but know who the right people are to have in your corner. Yeah. Because I you can have all the friends in the world and only two of them or three of them actually give a shit about what you're trying to do and trying to motivate you to get you where you want to be. And this goes for you too, Courtney. Like we met, I actually, it's funny. I just found our picture, our first selfie we ever took together when we first met in Nashville. And like I said, this is the first time I had ever met this girl. Then she moved out here to Nashville and we don't know, we haven't known each other for a long amount of times, but how much you mean to me for the simple fact that you came on this podcast when I've been struggling to find someone? I've been talking about this for a year, a literally a year, and I've had two people fail me. And for you to come on here and kill it, not just be on the podcast, but for you to kill it means so much to me. And like our friendship is only just starting. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with me and you. Our friendship had just started and then it built something long term. And you've done so much for me just being on this podcast. On a short amount of time. We're helping each other write each other's success stories. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to. Exactly. Literally. Oh my gosh. But can I kind of touch on something kind of funny I just thought of? Here comes the yes. courtism. <laughs> I was just thinking about success and isn't it kind of like pregnancy? You know oh, what I mean? How? Because. What? <laughs> <laughs> because think about it. Like when you are successful, people congratulate you. Just like when you're pregnant, people congratulate you. But nobody really knows how many times you got fucked. To achieve oh, it. <laughs> my God, Mama. Mama, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I 
mean though? Like Whoa. that is the best Whoa. analogy I've ever thought of. That is amazing. I literally, when I'm successful, I'm pregnant. That's like what it is. Well, Courtney's not really. From left field. <laughs> uh, every episode, something sexual has to come out of Courtney's mouth. Yep. I Wait, that swear. wasn't sex- that wasn't sexual. Um, a little bit. Oh, I guess. I guess <laughs> it had getting- to do with it. You're <laughs> fucking. Oh, I guess the getting fucked. But like, <laughs> okay, I get it now. But like, yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. I got it as soon as you said it. <laughs> I was literally sitting here thinking, like, oh my god, this is so relatable. I need to see. Are it. all pregnancies successful though? Like, some people don't want to be pregnant. Okay, uh, well, let's not get on that topic. <laughs> yeah, some right. of them might be some trials, but my mom thinks I'm adopted. What? No, what? I think I'm adopted. My sister. I was gonna say, how does your mom think my that? Sister... Your mom either knows or she doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I think my parents have questioned because everybody's tall, but me. I'm the shortest one in the family, and I'm the oldest of both of my siblings. You just my, got all. You sister. just got all the personality. That's what you got. My sister's very cool. She's just six four. She's a baller. She's a. She's definitely a baller. She's and my dad. So my dad's six five. My sister's six four, and my mom's like five eight. Where the fuck did my height come from? I have to explain this story every time people ask me, like, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> every, every time. It's like, why are your family so tall? You're like, I don't fucking know. What the fuck? I got eczema. I got eczema. <laughs> you got eczema? That's what, that's what came out of that. I got eczema. I got eczema. Oh, my Stump gosh. my growth. My eczema oh stunt my growth. Yeah, that's let's uh, try to make sense of my eczema, but... uh. Here we go. Speaking of our make sense, actually we're changing it up this week. So this week's make it make sense, instead of it being incidents that we've recently got into, we're going to talk about things that people have sent in. So we just put out a post um, asking people to know, like, if you have, like, things that you're going through or things you want to talk about, like, send it to us. And we got a lot of good, you know, submissions in the DMs. Um, so we... <laughs> I love my DMs. <laughs> we had to... So we narrowed it down. Um, and Courtney's going to take it away. So, guys. What are we making make sense of today? This is some juicy shit. It kind of goes along with our last episode, which I thought was great. Um, and I, I know that's why we picked it. But pretty much, I got a DM after we dropped the Friends episode and the Make It Make Sense post. And pretty much, this is what it said. It goes a little along the lines of, This guy and I have been hanging out all the time. We literally do everything together with and without the rest of our friend group. We have previously set boundaries as friends, but we both know in the back of our heads that we want more, but don't want to fuck up the dynamic of the group. Help me make this make sense. What is your guys' advice? How do you go from a friendship to a relationship without fucking anything up? You want to start, Junie? Ooh, I mean, that's... I don't know. I don't know if I have a lot of experience with this because I've never really dated in my friend group. So for me, I think that, number one, this person was smart to set boundaries with the other person. At least they have, like, a mutual understanding, which I I think is a good sign. Mm -hmm. It shows that they – They respect each other. They they respect each other and also that they have good communication skills. Yeah, that's good. So, I mean, and if they're hanging out, you know, outside of the group, with the group – I just think that if they just keep maybe letting it go how it is and just let things naturally progress. And if it gets to that point where they're like, we can't do this anymore. Like, why Like, why are we still being friends when we obviously are something more? Then it can move to that. But I think that where they are right now, I feel like it sounds like they're in a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that could be stressful is like, okay, if we take it 
to the next level and put a title on it and then things blow up, will we be mature enough to still keep this friend group together? Because I can say I have dated someone in my friend group and the second we broke up, I got exiled and it fucking blows. So this is kind of a hard thing to dabble in, but I think the best relationships come from friendships. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a high risk, high reward kind of situation. Yeah. I uh, think in this instant, I think putting yourself first is important, but I also think transitioning it with your friend group is probably the most important stuff like that. So if you are going to be dating within the friend group, I think the friend group should be spoken to first, not as a whole. I'd say individually that I would talk to you first. Then I would talk to the homies and be like, hey, like, you know, I'm starting to fill her. Uh, like if you're racing to the finish line, you're slowly telling each person until that finish line is when the whole group knows and approves. So it's not going to be a lot of like beef in the group. Or if they tell you like, hey, I don't think that's a good idea. Then I would talk it over and be like, hey, like now what's the next step that we should take? Yeah. And I think that is a good idea. That's a great idea to like kind of talk to everybody about it and make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Also, I do like the fact that they talked about boundaries before and they've kind of, they have that open communication. So if something does happen, then they can maybe be mature if they do break up. Well, maybe they can have that communication again and be like, look, I know we tried it and it sucked, but remember how great our friendship was? We can go back to that. It's not as easy to do it. It's easier to say that than do it. But if you're already that mature and you're talking about it before, maybe... Maybe it's a good telltale sign of what is to come later. Right. Whether it works out or not. Like I said, like the whole communication aspect of what they got going on seems like it's working. But I mean, if these two people are mature enough to handle that and move and be like, hey, you know, we mutually agree that this isn't really working as well as we had thought. Like, I think maybe we should go back to friends. It takes two mature people to realize that and do that. Like I said, and having a surrounding cast, like if your friends in that friend group, you know, like are okay. Like, and, and they feel secure about, you know, if you do break up or if you don't, or if you do start dating, as long as you're, if you have the support of that friend group, I think regardless if you do stay together or not, you're going to feel at least a little bit more comfortable being around the friend group rather than like just dropping a bomb on them and then dropping another bomb if you guys split. And then it's like, oh, I don't want to choose sides. I don't want it to be divided in the friendship group. If it's like a mutual thing, then, you know, if they, if you guys break up and it's like, oh, like, hey, me and so-and-so broke up, you know, you can naturally go back to the friend group and not make it awkward. Yeah. And I think another good point, because we are getting older, it's like people are probably going to start doing that more because your circle gets smaller. Yeah. We've kind of touched on that. That's facts. So you're going to start dating people that do hang out with your friends. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, I think as you get older, you just get more mature about it. But like, say we were in college and this happened, shit would hit the fan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah no. Oh, yeah. But I think as you get older, it's okay to dabble in that. As long as there is maturity and communication 100%, I think you are okay to date this person. Yep, and you can make sense of adulting. Ooh, baby. And that wraps up episode seven of Making Sense of Adulting. I think today was really... I love this. I always look forward <laughs> to doing these podcasts every week. These ones are so fun. My goodness. I just love this talk. And I and I love this topic, too, because it really just... not. I mean, like, like I said, it's timely for me, but it, it just kind of makes you embrace like where we're at. We're, yeah. we're at yeah. the stage appreciate. where we, we should appreciate the grind of, of becoming successful. Yes. yes, embrace the process. It's not all about where we're going. It's about the road trip that it takes to get there. And I think that... 
seeing from especially where I was like six months ago to where I am now is it just really it just brings a smile to my face because I was about to say I'm smiling so that's what I'm saying right now. Ooh, such good friends oh my god <laughs> but that's 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 it for this episode guys ah oh, we can't thank you guys enough for fucking tuning into these podcasts we love doing them the more you guys like it the better we get and the more feedback we get um stay tuned for those making make sense of adulting um make it make sense segments you know send us all your stuff we want to hear what issues you're going through we're going to talk it out together uh we're not going to name drop so just everything is secretive let us know episode seven it's your next boy rodney week? oh next week what's next week what's next week our halloween episode Ooh, juicy Ooh. juicy booty. tune in for our halloween episode we're gonna make it a little bit fun yeah loving it it's your boy rodney signing out thank you guys howdy later